Hello, coffee lovers. J.R. Anis with Third Day Coffee Seguin. And we are doing our weekly God Country Coffee podcast. Today, our guest is fitness expert Brian Stacy. Uh, he's a fellow veteran and a fellow Christian. And um, if I can be smarter than the tech today, uh, we might actually get off without a hitch. We'll see how it goes. Um, let's see here. Maybe it's going to work. All right, let's see. So coach Brian was not available earlier. I mean, at this particular time. Uh, so we recorded it earlier today. Uh, we had a great talk and some of the things that came up, uh, first off, I, as I always do, I want to thank God for, everything that he's doing, uh, in my life, in my marriage, in my wife's life, um, in the business, it's just incredibly great things are happening. Um, and it has nothing to do with anything that I'm doing except for that I'm being obedient to God's will. And so I first, I always thank God for everything that he's doing. He's just an amazing God, the God who spoke the world into creation uh, the little things that he does for us is is really nothing to him, but it's it's a big deal uh, for us, and we should be grateful to our to our father. Um, so I'm going to get started here. If you can hear me, if my volume is good, all right. Let's see. Uh, please um, set, put something in the comments. If you don't give Streamyard your permission, there's a little icon. I think when this thing starts. If you don't give, uh, I see comments, but I don't see who they're from. Uh, and so if you haven't already given StreamYard uh, your permission, uh, please, please do that. Um, when I post this, I assume that the uh, I'm going to have Brian's face, uh, his website and page uh, scrolling through the bottom of the screen here like we usually do. Um, and so, but I wanted to get started with a couple of scriptures tonight. Uh, I know that the country is is in a really bad place, and but the one thing that we need to continue to understand is that God is in control. God has always been in control, and He always will be. And so, despite what happens, um, you know, here or in Austin or in D.C. or wherever, um, we have to have faith uh, in our God, and and that's there's nothing else to be said about that. So. I'm gonna I'm gonna talk to you about two verses real quick, and then we'll get into it. And the verses will make more sense as Brian and I get into our conversation. Uh, the first one is Romans seven, uh, and and uh, Romans seven starts in verse fourteen, and it is uh, Paul writes the conflict of two natures, and he's talking about how part of his flesh. Uh, wants to do what the world wants him to do, but his heart wants to do what, he, what he's after God. And so uh, verse 19, I think, sums it up uh, pretty well. And it says, for the good that I want, I do not do, but I practice the very evil that I do not want. And so keep that in mind for a second. And then the second verse is from James chapter 5. And I love this verse because... If you understand this verse, if you take it and read it and take it to heart, 
the verses, let me read it first. Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain on the earth for three years and six months. The next verse, then he prayed again, and the sky poured rain, and the earth produced its fruit. So what does that mean? Elijah was a man with a nature like ours. Well, that means he's just an ordinary guy, just like me and you, regular dude. But he had faith. He knew that if he prayed, that God would answer his prayers. And if it was God's will, obviously it was. He prayed. It didn't rain for three years and six months. And so that verse, the second verse I read, tells you how much power we actually have uh, in God's grace. And, and the first verse uh, describes, I think, something that we can all relate to. You know, I get people all the time to tell me, oh, well, you know, what are you, some kind of holy dude now? And I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm not any different than I'm still me, but the old person who lived inside me is dead and I'm a new creation. And so the thing is, I still sin daily. I still fail God on a regular basis. Um I try not to do those things. The difference is that now I'm convicted when I do things that I know I shouldn't do or, you know, uh, and so I try to stay away from that. Uh, you know, I still get upset and use profanity and, and I try not to, uh, but, but, but those things are, are, that's normal human behavior. Um, but the nature, uh, on Romans, the nature of the conflict of two natures is the fact that you have that conflict. You're constantly fighting. I don't want to be that person who gets upset for whatever. I don't want to be that person who gets mad when I'm driving. I don't want to be that person, uh, you know, who just constantly sins and, and thinks it's okay. Uh, you know, church on Sunday and then back to the, you know, whatever your, whatever lifestyle uh, when you're not there. And so that's not a great thing. I try, you know, I pray daily to ask God to forgive me for the fact that I fail him so often. But uh, those two verses are really neat and they're going to they're going to really tie into our uh, our conversation that Brian and I have. And again, I'm going to be posting his websites and stuff while I'm, I'm rolling the video here and I'm going to share my screen now and we're going to get rolling with Coach Brian. If I can find it. Okay, let's see. One more time. Again, sometimes the tech is smarter than I am. Hmm. Okay, I'm going to get it. Give me a second. <laughs> Good morning, coffee lover.
this is really beating me up here. Let me figure something out here. I apologize. We're going to get this rolling. I've done this before, I promise. Okay, folks, I'm going to have to use a different program here. Give me just a second. I apologize. And, uh, okay, let's see here. I'm going to go here. And then I think I get it now. <laughs> Good morning, coffee lovers. This is Gerald and East Third Day Coffee. Okay, we got it. Here we go. All right. Seguin. And today is January 8th, and we're on episode 6. Uh, 2021 should be a pretty exciting year for us, and, and I'm not talking about politics or anything else. I'm just talking about God and coffee, and sometimes we talk about country too, but not, not politics. So uh, today my guest is Brian Stacy. He is a, uh, the owner-operator of Tricon Fitness. Uh, and, uh, I like to say that we're pretty decent friends. Uh, we met online just like, uh, a lot of the other veterans that I've met in the groups. Uh, and he actually got that. We got to share a meal here in our home, uh, when him and his daughter were coming back from California. Uh, and we'll get into some of that stuff. Maybe, uh, if coach Brian wants to, uh, he's got an in incredible, uh, story and, uh, and I think it's just really good for our veteran community, for our Christian community uh, to hear. It's a really compelling story. Um, and uh, and what he's trying to do, and, and it's really hard what he's trying to do because most men think we don't need any help. You know, we're men. We, we don't need any help. Uh, <laughs> yeah, right. We can do it on our own. Well, you know what? I've been trying to do it on my own for a long time, and, uh, you know, that's why I'm 290 pounds. And so – uh, because I don't listen and I, and we get into bad habits and whatnot, but we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit. Uh, part of the, the, one of the changes that I've made in the podcast recently is that, um, I'm going to start giving a code sometime in the middle of the podcast, or it might be the beginning, middle or the end. Uh, that code will be good for a percentage off of all our products, our coffee products, uh, anything on our website, uh, for 30 days. Uh, and so today's code will be, uh, whenever I pass it out, it will be good for uh, until February the 8th. And so, again, that, that's going to account for um, for anything on our website. Uh, my company was so graciously uh, in the giving spirit this Christmas, and they gave us all Yetis, uh, which I thought was pretty cool with our company logo. I love my company. I'm leaving there in February, but I still love them. Um, uh, I've been with the you know with them for ten years now, and and uh, that's the longest I've stayed anywhere. 
And so I've got deep roots, but uh, God's got a bigger plan. And, uh, and I know that you understand that coach. And, and so um, without further ado, I'm going to introduce uh, coach Brian Stacy and he's going to tell us a little bit about, so tell us a little bit about uh, where you were born and raised and what led you up to joining the service and what service. Oh man. That was, <laughs> the joining the service is actually pretty easy for me because I was, I was raised a military brat. So I came up in the military, so born and raised all over the world, you know. Um, I claim Mississippi because that's where most of my family's from, and that's where I went to high school and stuff, you know. So you could always claim where you went to high school is home, right? Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I lived all over the world. Actually, I would say I've lived in Germany more than anywhere else. <laughs> that's cool. Because I was born there, and then we were stationed there when I was a kid again. And then I went back over there in the army uh, for 12 years and was stationed there for 12 years. But, um, yeah, uh, I spent 22 years uh, mixed between active duty and reserves, ended in the reserves. And, uh, and I really didn't get into fitness until later in my career. I did what the army made me do, but I was, I was the epitome of unhealthy. Aren't we all? <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, it was smoking. I mean, when I quit smoking, I was at four packs of cigarettes a day. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I would drink Dr. Pepper like it was water. Uh, I joke and I'd say it's got water in it, right? I mean, it was it was a case of Dr. Pepper a day, easy. I mean, it was just uh, fast food restaurants. Um, so I battled. Even after becoming a fitness coach, I battled a lot of things that, that guys are going through. So I get the battles. I get the, you know, the, the food addictions. Even as a trainer, I got addicted to energy drinks pretty bad. And I still have to force myself away from that uh, because I'll find excuses to do it. And that, that's probably one that's prevalent even in the health and fitness community with trainers. Yeah. But yeah, I spent 22 years in the military and then um, as I progressed as a trainer uh, and, and a believer, initially it was a lot more women I was training, but I found I didn't really have a desire to do that. And, and I saw the lack of discipline, so to speak, in men and and. And, but there needed to be somebody there to help guys who wanted to do it because I saw that there were guys that wanted to do it, just didn't know where to start or how to start or what. And so that's where I started focusing in on men and really, um, and really seeing how we, 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 we really have to take care of our bodies. It's not something that we just kind of throw to the wayside and, and, and just not do it. And, and I know that it was easy for me to, even as a trainer, I'll tell you a story. I was getting ready to go to Africa, and I had just come off of a, a hardcore training session for about three months. And it was pretty intense, and I just didn't, my body was broke down. Uh, I still didn't know what I know today, so I wasn't totally following the plan as I should. I was probably doing some unhealthy things in there, but, um, man, I just, I just let it go. And for a month, I ain't nothing but we were getting ready to deploy. I'm a supply sergeant 
eating fast food restaurant. I was going to get Dunkin' Donuts for everybody. Nobody wanted to eat the defect. Hey, go get us this, go get us that, and buy you whatever you want. I literally gained 40 pounds of fat in one month. Wow. My face was like <laughs> this big. <laughs> and everybody was looking at me going, oh, you're the trainer. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I, yeah, I could do that in a week, man. Easy. Uh, you know, I, I'm the, my addiction really is, is, and I think probably most people who suffer with food addiction or being obese or whatever. Uh, and I don't have a problem saying that I'm my, my BMI is 46, 47%. So that's morbidly obese. Um, my doctor tells me all the time. And, uh, but he also, he hates me because when he does my blood work, you know, my, my sugar's intact, my, uh, good cholesterol is where it's supposed to be. My bad cholesterol is where it's supposed to be. Uh, my blood sugar's always, you know, stout. And then, and then, uh, my blood pressure is just barely elevated for somebody my size. And so he, he struggles with, uh, showing me, you know, like they always want to show you your blood work. Look, look, you're going to die next week if you don't stop doing this nonsense. And so, uh, but I've also done the whole, th I mean, I, before dad died, I, I got down to 228 and I was running, uh, 14 or 15 miles, three times a week. I was biking 40 or 50 miles, uh, several times a week. Uh, and I was swimming like crazy. And so, but it's easy for us as you know, to get, and I don't know, I, I call it being lazy and I know I'm not lazy, but in my mind, you know, growing up, uh, you know, my, I, my mother, you know, grew up in a typical Hispanic family. My mother homemade everything, homemade tortillas, homemade everything. And so, you know, there wasn't no Mexican restaurant, man. Mexican restaurant was at home. Yeah. <laughs> my mom was good at it and she still is. And so, uh, but you grow up that way. And of course you get to the point where I've always played football and I always played, you know, basketball and baseball and stuff like that. So I was always very active in high school. Uh, but towards the end of high school, you know, after after senior year, after football ended, uh, I started to put some weight on. It wasn't bad, but I put a little weight on. And then I wanted to get in the military. So I started, my recruiter said, dude, I think you're pushing the limit for your height. You know, let's try to get you down. So I started running with my recruiter every morning. He lived, he lived not far from my house. And so I would go to his house in the morning to do PT, you know. But uh, But there's a bigger, there's a bigger undertone that we're missing. And I know you're hitting it and I know you're targeting it. And so uh, let me ask you a little bit about your faith and uh, uh, how you, uh, were you always, were you raised in church? Uh, were you, you know, when did you surrender your life to Christ? Uh, let's talk about that. Oh man, I got saved young, but then my parents. So here's a, here's a example of discipleship. Why discipleship is so crucial, especially for a young believer. Uh, and having people surround that person and disciple them. And, and so nine, 10 years old, I got saved. And I remember it's Rhineland Baptist church in Germany. I was in the children's church. I, I just, I remember that day, like it was yesterday, but then right after that, my mom decided she wanted to live in the world. My dad, awesome man. He raised us. And uh, he decided that, you know, following his wife was the right thing to do. And so we, we fell away from the Lord right there, right after I got saved. And so my life was like up and down with the Lord, you know, uh, Israel, with him out, with him out, with him out. 
And it was uh, when I was about 37, kind of a crazy, I was, I had just gone back from that deployment from Africa and I was one foot in the world, one foot in the church or slipping out really is what happens. <laughs> and, uh, and, and I was just praying and, and, and uh, I was in the house by myself and it was like the Lord was telling me, Hey, look, you're, you're at a, you're at a, you're at a decision. And I'm like, what's that? He's like, you're, I'm not going to turn my back on you, but if you go down that road, you're never going to turn your back. You're never going to turn back toward me. And that scared me. That scared me big time. And I was just like, and not a, not a fear, like, um, you know, a movie, you know, a scary movie or something like that. It was a fear of being without the one person I need, you know, forever. And not having that, that support, not having that hope that we have in our faith and with him. And so at that point, I was like, yeah, no way, no way. And it was at that point that started my change as far as fitness goes, realizing, because before then, I really didn't think God had anything to do with it. Because I looked at that scripture wrong that says, um, the physical fitness profits man little. But godliness profits man much. Well, the problem with looking at that the wrong way is that we look at it saying, well, physical fitness is little. Well, what did Jesus say in, in the Gospels? He who can't be faithful with what? Little can't be faithful with much. So that's where we, we, bat, we battle with this. People will look at it and go, oh, but it's, no, I'm godliness. I don't have to do that because godliness is better. Well, what if that is blocking your godliness? What if that is blocking something that the Lord's wanting you to do? Like, for instance, I look at it like this, you know, we're men and we're on, we have to have a purpose, a mission, right? And when we get that as soldiers, as, as, as soldiers or airmen or, or, or seamen or, or, or Marines, you know, we, we got to have that purpose, that, that overlying mission. And so the, the one thing is, what if God calls you at 50 to go and do something that requires physical demands? What if God calls you at 75 like he called abraham or 80 like he called moses you know we get another thing that i see in the in the, in the men in the church or in the church period is when i get to a certain age i don't have to do it no more and it's like no we don't have to do it when we're dead right. and that's really and that's and that's really what it comes down to it's it's honoring god in our body i'm not saying because here's the here's the issue it's either going to become a vanity, right, which I agree with, or it's not going to happen at all. Those are the two. So without God in the center of it, without Christ as the, as the ultimate, this is my, I'm subjecting my body, which is my, like it, he says it, basic worship. Yeah. 
you know? And so uh, all these things that he always, he uses the body to represent the church. So that it's something that we can understand. And he says, you know, the, the eye can't tell the hand, I don't need you. The hand can't tell the eye. Well, the body will tell itself when it's out of whack. When we put something bad in it. But we don't listen to it. Just like, look at, I mean, look across the church. When the church is out of whack, we don't listen to people in the church. When they've got a problem and stuff like that. I've seen it when people with, with cancer, we've seen it. I'll talk about that. I don't have a problem with that. Um, go ahead and start on that. I got to take care of something. I'm going to shut the my video off for one second. I'm going to take care of it real quick. But uh, let's talk about the struggle uh, that your family's had. Um, and I think it's so important. You hit on a couple of things. Before I do that, well, I got to take care of it. But before I, before I do, I've got dogs and they're, they're whining. And I got I to gotta see what's going on. Uh, usually Connie's here when I do these. And so she takes care of the dogs. But uh, it, it's all good. We'll, we'll work through this. One of the things that you touched on there is that um, – you know, this is not, we're, we live in a society where everybody thinks that, that they have rights, this and that, whatever, you know, I have a, this is my body. Well, no, it's really not your body. It's God's. It belongs. Yeah. It's his temple. And we're so, oh, well, no, I'm going to do that because this, you know, because it feels, it makes me feel good. Well, I don't really care how I feel. I care how I'm going to be judged by my savior. And so, uh, you know, all these people, well, it's my right to have to abort a child. Well, no, it's not. You know, that's a gift from God. It's a life. The set yeah. that egg, uh, you know, is inseminated. It's, 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 a, it's a live body. It's a live person. It's a gift from God. And how Amen. we've gotten so arrogant and we're so spoiled in this country uh, that we have the, you know, we, we think that it, it's not ours. We've been given stewardship over our bodies, over our lives, you know, the cars that we drive, the house that we live in, the money that we have in the bank, none of that stuff belongs to me. It is all right. And I will do whatever God wants me to do with it. And if, and if we're called to, you know, to walk away and sell the house and give it away and you know, that we love, we love it out here. We love the animals, you know, and all that. And if God says that's enough, you're going to do this. Well, then that's what we got to do. And uh, we've gotten so far away from stewardship because we think that everything is ours and this is my body and this is my life and I'm going to live my best life now. And I'm going to, you don't have any control over anything, you know, except being obedient to God's will. All right. Well, I want you to talk you about know, stewardship, man. Stewardship is something that I, I, I kind of hit on quite a bit. And, and it's because we have stewardship for the, for, for money, we have so many different teachers that are that that talk about stewardship of money, and but what what good is our money when we have to put it to the doctors because we're unhealthy? We we've, we've been unhealthy, and and now all my money's gone because now I've got to go to the doctor over and over and over again, which leads me to uh, what we dealt with with my wife. Now, here's an example where somebody that is healthy, that does take care of herself, still got cancer. And a lot of people did say that. Well, one of the things that they told her is that if she hadn't taken care of herself uh, the way she did, if she hadn't eaten the way she, had, she does, 
if she didn't do the juicing like she does, if she didn't work out like she did, she'd have been dead a year ago. Like she would have never made it through this battle. It was that her body was able to fight during this battle. And that's what it comes down to. We're in a battle and we have an enemy. The one thing that I, here's, here's one thing. People would say, well, God's done this, you know, so that you can learn something. I'm sorry, but he's a good father, right? We agree on that. He's a good father. So as a father, if I was able to give my kid cancer or let's go, let's say I go walk up and I break my kid's leg and I say, I'm doing that so you can learn something. Where am I going to end up? <laughs> In jail. Why? Because abuse. And if he's a better father than we are, why would we say he does things like that? It just doesn't even... There's no connection there. It's just that we can't explain it, so we blame him. When, and where the enemy, the devil, is sitting there laughing because he's like, no, you've either agreed with me or I've done it. You've allowed me into your life in some way, form, or fashion. And when I'm allowed into your life, I'm going to wreak havoc because he's the one who comes to kill, steal, and destroy and we can agree with him or we don't agree with him. And we agree with God. The problem is where we think that we're agreeing with God, we're agreeing with ourselves. And when we agree with ourselves, we're agreeing with him. People forget that. When, he, when, people, when uh, Jesus looked at Peter and rebuked Peter, he said, get behind me, Satan. Your thoughts are on the thoughts of men. Think about that. He said, get behind me, Satan, your thoughts are on the thoughts of men. So he equated Satan with the thoughts of men. So the thoughts of men outside of God are demonic. And that's kind of crazy to think that we don't even need the devil to think like that. And so anyways, so with the cancer... There's a dirtiness to getting healthy. There's a dirtiness to dealing with sickness. There's a dirtiness, and, and, and people don't want to be around. People don't want to deal with it. Um, you think if you had a bunch of friends that were in the same boat as you, and then all of a sudden you start getting healthy, what are they going to do? Try to get healthy. I guarantee you that will not happen. They will badger you to stop. They will badger you to stop until they see the fruit of it. Because what happens is they don't want to see you succeed because now they have been forced to do something. It's like when I was quitting smoking. I didn't tell anybody I was quitting for like three months. I gave it to God and I was like, look, I can't beat this. I need your help. Because I had watched so many guys try to quit and all the other guys around them, come on, man, come on, man, you know you want to smoke. Come on, nobody likes a quitter. You know, it's like all these different things. Why? Because misery loves company. And if somebody succeeds in, in getting out of an addiction, the other ones that are still in it, they don't like that. And so... A lot of times it's easier to have, it's easier to pull somebody down than it's to be pulled up. And so like, like I, I started a men's group here at my house um, in the mornings at 4.30. And I made it that early for two things. One, 
I'm making it, I made it free. So there had to be a cost. And that cost is you got to get up early. <laughs> because the one thing that I've realized is when, when somebody gets something for free, they despise it. Maybe not consciously, but subconsciously we don't value it. Because what did, what did Jesus say? Where our money is or where our heart is, you know? And so that's, that's really what it comes down to. Where are we going to put our heart? And, you know, it's, it's funny because um, actually Garage Talk, episode five, I talk about this. Uh, it'll be up, not, not this week, but next week. And uh, it, uh, so our heart, the reason that you had all those good uh, test results is because of all the cardio you did and all the aerobic training. So your heart is enlarged not from your size. Your heart is probably enlarged from all the cardio you did. And your body has built a bunch of capillaries and veins to go through all these extremities much more so than somebody else would have, right? Or somebody that didn't have that background and has been more sedentary in their life. Well, it's the same thing in the spiritual. The more we work out our spiritual aspects of our life, the more we're going to build that spiritual heart and those capillaries and those veins attaching ourselves to God and knowing and testing the will of God. Mm, That that is so on point. Uh, You know, you got to spend time in the word. I mean, that's the only way you're going to build that, build that heart up, that heart for God. Uh, And, you know, I know you're, I know you do. I know I do. Uh, but you know, um, I try to start every day in the word because I feel like, you know, if you're going to get up every morning, like in the military, the first thing you do is you go PT. And then when you're done PT, then you go get chow and then you go to work, you know, and then sometime in the middle of the day, you go to chow again, and then you go back to work. And then at some point later in the evening, you might PT again before you go to, you know, before you hit the rack. And so, uh, you know, we should be, in the word, uh, I told somebody one time, I really liked the way it came out. It wasn't me. It was all God, but, uh, I was talking to him about God and I said, you know, uh, you should not interrupt your day for prayer. Your day should interrupt your prayer. And what I meant by that is that you should be in prayer all the time. All the time. Yeah. And, and you, and your day should interfere with your prayer. Yeah, you know it should because if you're praying that much where your day's interfering your prayer, then you're probably you know you probably got a pretty good prayer life, and um, and you know and then of course you know part of that for me uh, is being in the Word, you know, and I pray before I read and and I pray afterwards because <clears throat> um, you never know what God's got in store for you and when He has it in store for you, and so you and I can read the exact same verse. Uh, and we can read it every single day for five years. And every single day, you and I will get something different out of it because God's got a different plan for you than he does for me. And yeah. You know, it, it's just, uh, I think that is so crucial. And I, I think that leads also, you know, to the fact that I really like, I really like what you did in one of your, I don't remember which, uh, maybe the first or second, but you really talked about being stewards of our body. Uh, and I don't remember which garage talk, or maybe that was before the garage talk. I don't know. I, uh, 
I've, I've been, I work night shift this week and I, my brain is not firing in all cylinders. So I'm still trying to <laughs> recover, but I, I, I've listened to all your stuff. I really enjoy it because you're very uh, inspirational and motivating. And that's why I really wanted you on the show because I really think that you have a gift um, to give. And the problem, I think people need to see you and hear you and know your story and know how genuine you are and, and know how Christ-centered you are because uh, men, we, we, we as a veteran community tend to trust one another better than we do somebody that, that didn't serve. Not to say that we don't trust civilians, we do. I mean, there's a lot of people in my close circle that have never served, their families never, nobody in their families ever served. And I love them to death and I'm close to them. Uh, and we, we, we help each other grow. But, you know, there's just something in your mind, that, that individual that is broken down when you go to boot camp, uh, that the military builds back up. And it doesn't matter what branch of service, they, the, 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 the uh, you know, the algorithm, the, the protocol, the plan that they have is all the same. We're going to break you down as an individual. And we're going to build you up as a team member so that you always have the guy to the right and to the left back. And they have yours. And so we're all taught that in the military no matter what branch we're in, no matter how we serve. Uh, and, I, and I think that, that we have a tendency to, uh, to trust our veteran brothers a little bit more. But I know you're struggling with getting people to commit, uh, and me included, because I, I – and, of course, again, I go back and tell myself that I'm lazy. And, uh, and it, it's really I, – I, I feel like I've lost all that discipline, you know, uh, six years ago, it came up on my Facebook feed today and I didn't share it because uh, I've shared enough of it. But, uh, you know, I was close to 400 pounds when 9-11 hit and I knew I couldn't go. And I was talking to friends of mine that, you know, that I served with that went back in and, you know, where are you going to be? I was like, I don't know, man, just go, go. We'll, we'll see each other somewhere. And so I had to sit the sidelines, you know, and I, I've, a couple of years ago, I wanted, well, it was a few years, it's been several years now. I always try to say it <laughs> more than that. Uh, it's been six years now <clears throat> uh, since I ran the San Antonio Rock and Roll Half. I was down to 228. I was doing all the bike. Uh, I ran that. Yeah, and, uh, and we actually did it in two hours and 20 minutes. And the only reason I think that we didn't break the, the two hour is because my cousin, who is an ultra uh, – ultra marathon guy. He does like those 70 mile runs and all that, uh, uh, for the border patrol. Uh, and he, uh, he'd never run with me. He's known me my whole life. He's known me to struggle with weight my whole life. So he's never seen me run before. And so the first time he and I ran together was the day before the marathon. We went and did a little five mile run just, you know, just so we could run together. And, uh, I had another friend of mine that was an army combat veteran. He was a combat medic. And, uh, he was, uh, he was, uh, he loved to run. I, and he and I trained together, you know, we would go do 13, 14 mile, you know, runs just to, to, you know, to stay in shape. And anyway, when we did that run, my cousin kept, I think we're going too fast. I think we're going too fast. We're slowing down. And me and David were like, come on, man, let's go. And so we knew that we had too much left in the tank when we crossed the line, when we, we stopped a mile out from the finish line. And my cousin had been carrying three flags. Uh, he had his vest on that he put the three flags in and he strapped them to his waist and he ran with those flags rolled up. And so one was a POW flag, one was the American flag and one was the Texas flag. And so one mile out, we stopped and we unfurled the flags and we carried them in our hand. 
and we sprinted the last mile, the entire mile, at a dead <laughs> And we knew when we crossed, we're like, man, we should have done this. You know, we knew at that point that we probably could have, because I know like two hours is the benchmark. And yeah. we're for an awesome run. And so anyway, we, um, but uh, that was just an incredible, and, and I, I don't know that I'll ever run again uh, in that capacity, just because I've done so much damage. And unless I decide that I want to have surgery to my right knee, which I don't, uh, I'm probably going to be sticking to the biking and swimming and I might get into some duathlons and stuff like that, you know, um, and I, I'll be totally down with that. And, but I've always wanted to do an Ironman. And so I may not train for the run. You know, I may just get trained up on the bike and the, and if I get my fitness, if I get my swim fitness back, the rest of it will fall into place. Cause that's the hardest one, at least for me. Yeah. But uh, let's talk about your business, man, uh, and, and what you're doing with that. Let's talk about Tricon Fitness. Man, well, Tricon Fitness, it's, it's uh, two-part. There's nutrition coaching, which is a standalone. If somebody just needs the nutrition coaching. And then there's the personal training, which is a standalone as well. Or, you, or it's both together. Um, because, you know, somebody might have their nutrition already dialed in, you know, and they don't, they don't need that help. or somebody. Uh, is not ready for the fitness yet. <laughs> and they need to get that nutrition. Uh, uh, or at least they think they're not ready for the nutrition, the fitness yet. I think that um, really either one, I focus on the nutrition quite a bit uh, because I think that's the biggest obstacle really because I've met people that eat healthy that are still overweight yeah. uh, because Think of it this way. Um, one of the things that I talk about in Tricon, because so Tricon comes from the, I was walking down the street. So previously my training was called man cave training. And the Lord was like, stop calling it that. And I was like, why? And, and the Lord was like, cause it, cause it's not a man cave. It's a boy cave. <laughs> and I was like, what? And the Lord started, literally, I had a dream and showed me a picture of the, the study versus the man cave. And what has happened over time, it has went from a place of education and growth, a place where men would sit across from, me, across from each other and be face to face and talk about ideas and discuss things and grow. Like iron sharpens iron, right? And to a side-by-side, -side, never ever, the only time we're supposed to be side-by-side -side is when we're battling, when we're fighting. And so now it's become this play. It's all about playing. It's all about being children while we're grown. And Paul said, when I'm, when I became a man, I put away childish things. And the problem is that it's, there's too much focus on childish things. And I like um, things like that. But, man, the time is getting short. And as believers, we've got to be more focused on Jesus and telling others about Jesus. That, because here's the thing. One thing I... I'll get back to the Tricon. But one thing that I learned is that 
we can shorten our life outside of God's plan. And people are like, what? And it's like, and people are like, how is that? Well, God's sovereign. I'm not going to argue with that. But God has given over control to us. Think of, it this, think of it this way. If you're a parent, and the listeners out there, if you're a parent, you are sovereign in your house, correct? But how many times have your children not followed your sovereignty? <laughs> <laughs> or even followed your will? And so something can be the will of God. It says that it's the will of God that all men be saved. Are all men going to be saved? We know that's not true. We know that hasn't been true. Is it the will of God for all people to be healed? Jesus came to heal all. It says that. He said, I came to heal all. He even said, I did not come to destroy men's lives, but to give them life. So at no point was there ever destruction in God. Is there wrath? Yeah, but that's held to the end. So Tricon is, we are triconomy of person. We're not just one-sided. We are a soul, which is our mind, will, and emotions. We're a spirit, which is the connection we have with God, and then a body. We are always going to be a three-part person. Jesus put... For one second, because you just said something that just like struck a huge chord with me. Um, mind, spirit, and body. And yeah. is one. So if your body is failing, if you're failing your body, then how can you fully right. function for God? Wow, man. Exactly. And I just, man, I'm good. I'm getting the goosebumps, man. I'm, man, I just got them all over. I was like, wow. That just yeah, man, that, that's what it comes down to. That's my challenge to men is to step up. I see these million mom marches and all these challenges for women. But here's a good example. I worked for a company that um, went around and helped gems get new clients and get new customers. We would run the ads for men one week. If we would get anybody, we would keep it going. But if we didn't, we'd shut it down. We are leaders. We are called to be leaders, yes. especially veterans. And the
<laughs> Which goes back to what you said earlier. You know, the body's failing. It's yeah. intact. My mind's intact. You know, I know I'm supposed to serve the Lord. Uh, I, man, I just can't believe you that I put that together just now. With I mean, you know, you have a very incredible point. It's important. We have to do this. We have to take care of our bodies. Yeah, there's not, it's not a matter of, 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 I mean, we wouldn't be here if Abraham hadn't taken care of himself. Think about that. He's the father of faith, yeah. right? You know, it's like, there's all these times where it's like throughout. Now, does that mean God's plan doesn't work out? God's God. You know what I'm saying? He'll work it out and he'll work it out in spite of us. But my point is that what do I want to hear when I'm facing him? Welcome, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the glory of your Lord. You know, it's like, yeah, that's what I want to hear. I want to hear that I've helped my brother uh, attain. You know, it's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing like seeing. Because here, here's the here's the big picture. I just give the tools. Really, what it comes down to is that connection is established between you and God. And and that's really. And as veterans, we should understand that. One of my favorite stories, and one of the stories that I that I like to use when I'm training somebody is the centurion. But G Jesus never once told the centurion, Paul, when he went to the centurion's house, Jesus when he talked to the centurion, Paul when he when the when the prison guard got saved, they never told these guys to stop being soldiers. And as a matter of fact, it was a soldier that Jesus goes, wow. Jesus was surprised at the faith of a soldier. Because that soldier had put, had put faith in the authority of Jesus and the authority that Jesus was under. Now, we are either going to place ourselves under that authority or we're not. And when we don't subject our bodies, when we don't say no, I'm not going to eat that, or yes, I'm going to get up and do that workout. What we're doing is, Lord, I'm giving this to you as an offering to show you that this body is yours and you went to the cross for me and all I got to do is work out. What's going to happen if I can't work out, if I can't do that? which is, it's tough, it hurts, it sucks. But what if I'm called to get whipped and beat? Mm. And not die from it, but live through it. It's the discipline that creates the discipline. It's getting into the word, it's taking care of our emotions and checking ourselves, and it's, it's subjecting our bodies. It's getting this whole thing. And you called it, you said it. There's an Americanism that seeped into the church that, that we're, we're, people go against the globalist, but God's a globalist. And I'm not meaning in the negative sense. I'm not talking in the antichrist system sense. I'm talking that God is the God of all. He's not subjected to anyone, you know, like, we're not going to be, not everybody speaks English in heaven. Yeah. <laughs> and so, and so like this idea that, 
veterans, man, we stop working out. And I'm going to tell you that I believe that this 22 a day is a multiple, multiple things. It's not just PT, PT. I mean, uh, PTSD. It's the lack of PT. It's the lack of healthy choices as far as food goes. Because food can change our thinking. Believe it or not, food can change the way we think. Yep. It's hopped up on energy drinks. Yep. <laughs> it's over-institutionalization and not, and not equipped to get out to deal with the chaos of, of, of civilian life. And I think when you, you would be, a, we would be able to deal with the chaos of civilian life if PT was not given up and healthy food choices were given. But the problem with the military is healthy food choices are not taught at all. The dining facilities are not healthy. And there's nothing but fast food restaurants. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, it's, it's, um, you're right about, you know, well, you're right about a lot of things, but we have to get to the point in this country where we understand that it's not ours. Yeah. You know, I mean, really, that's what it boils down to because, you know, you can have great discipline with your finances and you can be very good with your money and, and you tithe and everything and you do everything the way the Bible tells us to and you're, and you give to people who don't have and, you, and all this stuff. And that's all great. That's one part of your life. But, you know, if you think about the three different factors, it all goes back to the Trinity, right? Uh, yeah. God, the father, God, the son, God, the Holy spirit. And so each one of them has such an important role uh, in our daily lives. You know, God who created us, uh, Christ who died for us and the Holy spirit who guides us. And so, uh, you know, that's not just a by chance uh, undertone or by chance, you know, um, structure. You know, that structure is, is a solid structure for everything and, uh, and even, even ourselves as people. And so uh, stewardship is big, man. You know, uh, it's one thing that I learned uh, when I first got saved. I didn't get saved until I was in my mid-40s. Um, you know, I've only been, I've only been on this side of God, uh, since really since 2016. And so, uh, I've dabbled in God for years. Uh, like, you know, the elf on a shelf thing, you know, I put God up there on the shelf and, and then when life got really bad, uh, I asked him for help. And when it didn't happen, uh, I blamed him for it. You know, how could you let this happen, man? Who are you? What kind of God are you? You know, this, yeah. <laughs> I've raised my hands at him so many times. I can't believe that he, uh, accepted me in when I surrendered. Uh, if I, if it was me, I'd have been like, dude, I, how many chances do I have to give you? Get out of here. You know, but yeah, fortunately, yeah. I have a loving God and uh, a very, so yeah. I mean, I, I thank God every day because part of my daily prayer is that I, um, I ask God to forgive me for how often I fail him. Cause I fail God daily. And yeah, man. Now, I don't like it when, when people say, oh, are you, are you trying some kind of holy roller now? Are you trying to be? I said, I'm not trying to be anything. I'm trying to be what God wants me to be. But I am still JR. I am still a sinner. I sin daily. You know, I'm, I'm a hypocrite. We all are. No, there's no way any of us could not be a hypocrite. 
You know, the only one that was not a hypocrite was Jesus himself. When he walked the earth, he's the only one that is without blemish. And so uh, I think that we, um, we're just so far off the mark, Brian, you know, we've gotten so far away from what's really important. I think the pandemic did a little bit to help the church in the sense that we couldn't go to the building. We had to live church at home. Yeah. And I'm okay with that, you know, cause Connie and I, you know, we're not huge on people. And so, you know, we, we did well with uh, church at home uh, and granted, you know, Connie runs the children's church at church. And so we, we're very active in our church, but, um, you know, that's the, the building itself, the brick and mortar, that's not what church is. And that's not where God lives. God lives in our hearts and our bodies, you know, and our minds. And so those three things are always so critical. Um, let's talk about what kind of things you have going on with Tricon right now. You've got, you've got, I know you've got some stuff running and I know you've got some products. Uh, let's talk about that for a little bit. Well, all right, man. So, yeah, I got uh, – there's several different ways of training methods that I have. Um, I have an app that I use, and um, basically the way it works, I think you use the app. There's there's videos on there, uh, and your, your, your plan is basically put on the app, and you can take it with you anywhere. Uh, uh, a lot of the plans are built for home use. So body weight, kettlebells, all that. Um, kettlebells, speaking of that uh, – I got one right here. Hold on. <laughs> There's one of the concrete kettlebells. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. And um, so I make those at home, the concrete kettlebells. And uh, recently we have created a uh, concrete kettlebell mold. So people will be able to make these at home. Uh, we're just working out the, the kinks of that and a fine tune. And so that will be, that will be added to another program. That'll be part of the kettlebell program where somebody can buy, uh, the, the mold and then, and have training in the process of that. Uh, and like I said, there's nutrition coaching outside of that, but then I also have the supplements, man. And it's not all proteins are equal. <laughs> we talked about that. <laughs> I won't name the brand, but we talked about that. <laughs> but yeah, not, uh-huh. What's that? Tell us about the supplements that you that you sell that you have for sale on your site. So it's all body health. Um, I, I just like the brand. I like the company, uh, and I like the uh, the protein. The protein was actually discovered for cancer patients with no stomachs, and so it's broken down. It's pre digested. It's broken down just as the base protein molecule, and it gets into your system quicker. Than anything else, and you absorb ninety nine percent of it. Wow! In twenty three minutes, so it gets into your system. And what people don't realize is, you have a protein pool, and you need that protein in there. But protein is more than just for building muscle; it's for repairing things and stuff like that. So if you're not getting, excuse me, if you're not getting protein in there the right way, uh, and that's one of the things I teach in the nutrition is is we got to have a lot of the other things. And so the, I do have multivitamins and, and, and uh, some green, a green shake that you can get. And then I have their power meal. Now that is a little bit bitter because the, the, the aminos are, are bitter in and of themselves. Uh, but nothing a banana won't fix. 
but they, the um, the power meal is actually a meal in and of itself. Like it can literally replace one of your meals. The multivitamins also have a liver detox because of all the crap that our livers go through and our kidneys go through, we need to get that cleaned out and detoxed. And that is, uh, and then we got our t-shirts. We got new t-shirts up. You have one of the old ones. Yeah. And so we got some new t-shirts with the new kettlebell, what the kettlebell is going to look like. And then our motto, our motto is prepare so that your enemy fears you. That's a great motto too, man. I love it. And that's, that, that's the enemy of our spirit. That's the enemy of our soul. And that's the enemy of our body. Amen. Dude, I'm going to, I'm going to use that. I'm going to tell you right now, man, I'm stealing that. And I'm going to, I'm going to throw that around everywhere. Cause man, just as I thought about it again, the, I've got goosebumps all over, but, uh, you know, it's funny how that works. It, just the other day, uh, we were um, at a guy's house, and, and me and my friend were talking about, we talk about God all the time, and uh, we were talking about, uh, you know, the Bible says that it's harder, it's easier for a rich man to pass through the eye of a needle than to get into heaven. Uh, yeah. It's, it's usually because they, they serve money instead of God, right? And so yeah. we were talking about the eye of the needle, and I said, hey, brother, do you know what the eye of the needle is? And I says, you know, back then they had needles that they would do the nets with, but that's not what they're talking about. They're talking about the old cities, you know, they have these huge doors and the little door where the man would walk through was the eye of the needle. Yeah. You know, it's easier, it's easier for a rich man, a camel to get through that door than it is to get to heaven. Right. And so we started talking about it and it like hit me in the head. I'm like, yeah, a camel can get through that door. But he has to get down on his knees and crawl through. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I didn't think about that. <laughs> and I was like, you have to get that. You have to humble yourself before the Lord if you're going to get into heaven. And yeah. so, uh, but again, that ha I've known that for years uh, when I first started doing um, some of my seminary classes through Wayland Baptist. I just. I just realized it. Um, and so um, I just want people to understand that Coach Brian is not just trying to save your body. He's trying to help you in a way uh, we can't as people, as men, we, we can't save ourselves. Um, and you can't just go and say, well, I'm going to check this box off and I'm going to be saved. Uh, that doesn't work either. And so – what you have to do is you have to come to a point in your life where you realize that nothing you can do, nothing your friends can do, nothing your family can do uh, is going to give you any hope. Uh, and you have to understand that the only hope that you have is in Christ Jesus. And so, um, you know, I've made no uh, faults promises or anything about where I stand with my faith, with my patriotism, with my, with my beliefs. Uh, I, I am a, a follower of Christ. I do try to follow his principles. I do fail constantly. I want you to understand that. Uh, I am not some kind of holy roller. Uh, I still use profanity. I, I try not to the best I can. Um, I still have a bad attitude uh, when it comes to certain things that I really shouldn't. Uh, and even with people, you know, I have issues sometimes with people. Uh, 
which which is not of God. That's of me. That's my flesh. And if you read in Romans, Paul talks about the nature of two uh, people. And what he's talking about is, he says, why do I do the things that I hate? And why do I not do the things that I know that I should be doing? And so that's a really great, and I, uh, I, I, we're recording this because uh, Brian's not available this evening, but when I do the, the live this evening and I play this, I'm going to actually read that scripture from Romans for you because um, I think a lot of us, if we can understand that, it, God, the second that you surrender your life, God forgives you of everything you've done, everything you're doing, and everything you're going to do. It doesn't mean that you can go out and kill somebody and say, well, it's okay because I'm already saved. No, because like Brian said earlier, you know, you can push away from God's will because he gives us free will. Yeah. One of the beautiful things that he does uh, for us. And so um, I'm, I'm going to read that this evening. I, I really, I, that's one of my favorite verses that, uh, that Paul wrote. Uh, and I think it's because I can relate to it so much. And, um, and there's another verse in James. I might read that one this, this evening too, but uh, James talks about Elijah, who was a man like us. It says he was a man with a nature like ours. That means he's just like me and you. But he prayed in faith. He prayed believing that God was going to act. He prayed for no rain, and it didn't rain on the earth for three years and six months until he prayed again and asked God to pray for rain. And then if anybody who lives in South Texas, you know that if it didn't rain for three years, I don't care if it rains for two months straight, nothing's going to grow right away. And so, uh, and the Bible says that the earth bore fruit. Well, how did that happen? Well, because, because God is God. God is sovereign. And if we'll just obey him and be obedient, uh, he, he can do amazing things in our lives. And so, um, one last thing that I want to do is, uh, and I'm going to do this publicly because I, I, I need accountability. I need, I need that military structure, right? And so Coach Brian has tried to work with me since I met him. And uh, like God, I fail him a lot too. And so, uh, but he's always on my case and, and that's what I need. I need somebody who's a battle buddy. I need somebody who's got my six. And, uh, and so, uh, you talked about your your products and stuff, and after we finish this this deal, you and I are going to get on a, on a private call, and uh, you're going to set me up with some products and with some uh, some homework to do, and I'm going to do it, and we're going to do it for 30 days, and then I'm going to have you back on the show next month, and uh, and we're going to see where I'm at. All right, that sounds good, man. It might just be a live. It might be a full show. It might be a live. You might just be a guest or whatever. But because um, uh, I want people to know how good you are, because I know how good you are. I know how bad I am. I do. <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, I've dealt with uh, tons of trainers. I used to pay for them all the time. Uh, and you and one of my friends, Robert Torres, you guys are are legit, man. You're the real deal. And, uh, and I've got another friend of mine who's also a nutritionist. He's a Navy brother, uh, uh, Rhett Berg, and he's an awesome, awesome influence. He's helped me a lot through the years. Um, and so uh, I'm going to make that commitment right now. Coach Brian has already made the commitment. He's committed to helping uh, the veteran community. He wants to help men because I think men – here's the thing. Men 
biblically, we're the leaders of our house. We're supposed to be the priests of our home. We're supposed to be the leaders of our household. We're supposed to be the leaders in our community. And if we can't get our own life in control, then everything else is in chaos. And so, you know, it's like we always say, you know, if you can get a man to go to church, you can get the whole family. Because women, yeah. women will go to church without men. They'll go to church without their husbands, you know, even without their kids. But They'll if, go to the gym without the man. They'll go to church without the man. Right. <laughs> but if you get a man to go to church because he wants to, his family follows by default because he's the leader of that family. And so we need to take control. Uh, I, I, one other thing that I really hate in this today's society is that this culture that we live in today tries to emasculate men. You know, they mm. want us on a shelf and, you know, and not, not being men. We're called to be men. We're called to be leaders and, uh, and to do God's work. We're supposed to make disciples. We're supposed to share the word of God. Um, you know, that, that, that's the, uh, the great commission, uh, that Christ talks about when you surrender your life, your commission is to go about make disciples and spread the word of God. And you're doing that with not just the word, but with fitness. And so yeah, well, an ultimate, sorry, to, I don't mean to interrupt you, but one of the, one of the things that I'm, um, one of my ultimate goals is, you know, it's, it's about that is the demasculation of men. And, and I want to give men, Eventually, I want to open up Tricon fitness facilities and have a place where men can go. And like you said, you know, like uh, sometimes it's hard to get out there. And like one of the guys I've got that comes here in the morning, he doesn't want to go to the gym because he's a younger guy. and He doesn't want girls to outshow him. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, he doesn't want... He doesn't want, and I get that as a man, you know, you don't want people seeing where you're at at this point, but having brothers around you that are in the same boat as you or, or have been there to, to not to ridicule you. I think that's the, that's another thing that we, yeah, we, we will Josh, but I think encouragement, women are much better at that than we are. And it's like, weird if we encourage somebody and it's like no man one of the i just want to tell a story real quick after i tell about the and so i don't know how that's going to look i'm just letting the lord kind of guide that if it's going to be a non-profit or an actual for-profit gem uh if it is a non-profit i'll be looking for you know donors later on but uh yeah eventually i want to open the doors to that and it won't look like any other gem you've ever seen It'll have kettlebells, maces, and resistance bands, and some boxing bags, and that's it. <laughs> no weights, none of that stuff. It's all tactical. But I met a guy who uh, unfortunately went on to be with Jesus on Christmas Day. He's four years old. And he lost. I say he lost the battle to cancer, but he didn't really lose. He battled it for three years. And um, he was one of the most gracious people I've ever met in my life. He encouraged everybody. He was gracious to everybody from the workers to, that cleaned our, the rooms at the hospital to the doctors, to the people that worked in the, 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 the kitchen. Even when they got something wrong, he was gracious. 
He was loving. He was caring. He was, he was full of joy, but he was also full of piss and vinegar, you know, so to speak. Yeah. He was, he was kind of a real guy, you know, and, and there wasn't nothing non-manly about him. Even though he was very gracious, we don't have to be mean. And that's something I have to tell myself all the time. You know, we don't have to be angry. And I have to dial my back. I, I, I redo my videos multiple times because I'll start getting heated in something and I'll stop and go, no, I can't do that. But I just want to say Jesus was love, but he was truth. And we got to be that. And we got to be that to ourselves first, not beat ourselves up and do what we need to do. And yeah, like you said, man, I'm here and I'm here to help whoever wants it. Absolutely. I, um, so <clears throat> today's, I'm going to, I'm going to give you the code today. Today's code, uh, that is going to be good till February 8th for a 10% off anything in our store is going to be Epi 6, and that's capital E, capital P, capital I, number six, no spaces. And you can plug that code in on checkout, and you can get uh, 10% off any of our products until February the 8th. Um, Coach, I really appreciate you taking the time. Uh, I love you, man. I, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to us spending some more time face-to-face uh, I'm, I'm so glad that you were able to, to, to swing by here on your way home and I got to actually talk to you and meet you. And, uh, and so uh, Coach and I are not just two people that have met on somewhere on the, one of the vet groups. It, it, that's how we met, but uh, we've actually uh, uh, been blessed with an opportunity to sit down and share a meal. And, and uh, that's intimate, you know, um, when believers can sit down and share a meal and just talk about God. And, and I know we pulled yeah. And everything and so um but that's that's what we're that's what we should be doing as good christian men and uh and you're really trying hard to help people understand that they, that part of that is taking care of our bodies and i really appreciate that and i appreciate you staying on my case all the time uh and, you know that that's just important it really is because like you said you know we we need other men uh to be supporting us you know you're right about women man they they're all over it you know if one girl at the office says hey guys you know let's start walking for lunch the next thing you know there's like five or six of them walking at lunch you know and they're all helping each other and we don't do that you know we're like you know hey dude have another donut no i don't want a donut you know come on man ain't no big yeah you know we we do a lot of tearing down and so uh i'm just gonna say that uh that when this airs tonight, and I'm 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 gonna I, I'm gonna post all your uh, your website and your Facebook page, um, and I really encourage you uh, to reach out to Coach Brian and talk to him. Um, I guarantee you have a conversation with this man, and you're gonna want to do business with him. You're gonna want to work with him. You're gonna want to pray with him, uh, and so uh, I encourage you to do that. Um, as soon as we jump off, sit tight. Uh, and you and I are going to have a conversation so we can get the, get the products going for me. Uh, and I, and I promise I'll quit drinking those other things that I'm drinking. And, uh, <laughs> you know, something like I said, I, I really feel good lately. I'm, I'm doing a lot of physical work around the house. Uh, a lot of exciting things happening at, at third day coffee. 
we got our shipping containers in, and so now I'm building my shop, literally, uh, and uh, and it's it's a it's a work in progress. I can't wait to open that shop up uh, and start working out of it. And uh, and we just uh, encourage you to continue to to look us up on on uh, on Facebook and on our website. Uh, with all that being said, um, Coach, would you mind praying us out? No, not at all. Oh, man, Father, you are awesome. And we just thank you for everything that you do for us, Lord. You, you just, you remind us daily, gently, who you are and where you're at. And we just thank you for being the good Father and the good God that you are. Lord, give us conviction. Uh, to change what we need to change and to grow and to be better, uh, even in the face of all that's going on, Lord. And know that you, you're you not surprised about any of this and we don't have to get into fear or anything like that, Lord. Just thank you and touch everybody that, that hears this podcast and just uh, encourage them, Lord. Holy Spirit, just uh, give them that peace and that joy that only comes from Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Folks, like I always say, treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another. And God bless all of you. And we will see you next week, Friday, for God Country Coffee. Love y'all. Hey, folks. Uh, I I certainly hope that you enjoyed that uh, as much as I did talking to, to uh, Coach Brian. Uh, he's an incredible, uh, inspiration. He's a, he's a driving force. Uh, you can talk to him for five minutes and he's going to have you so fired up, uh, that you're not going to know what to do yourself. And, uh, and he's a great man of God. He, he, he puts all his trust, uh, him and his wife, um, and his daughter. She's an incredible artist. Uh, I think Connie posted a while back, a picture that she showed us when she was here in her scrapbook. And uh, she ended up sending Connie the original that she painted. Uh, and so they're just a really awesome family. They're living for the Lord. They've been through some really, really difficult times uh, recently. And, uh, and they've persevered, uh, w- you know, with their faith in Christ. And so uh, a lot of things going on with Third Day Coffee. Don't forget the uh, code. Capital E, capital P, capital I, six, no spaces. That's good for 10% off until the 8th of February. Uh, Catch up with us next Friday for God Coffee Country when we are going to interview the master interviewer, Richard Kaufman, the comeback coach. Uh, So catch us next week. Treat each other the way God intended us to treat one another with love and respect. I love you guys. Pray for our country. Pray for the people that live in it. Pray for your neighbors. Pray for your family, even those ones that you don't talk to anymore, especially those ones. All right? I love you all. God bless. We'll see you next week. Goodbye.